This morning, I want to continue uh, our journey through the Gospel of Mark and this series that we've been on, uh, on Kingdom Principles. And for the benefit, again, of those who may uh, be with us for the first time, a kingdom principle is a spiritual law or guideline that governs the kingdom of God and therefore should govern our life. In other words, we need to structure our life around these kingdom principles because when we do, then not only does our life honor and please God, but we will in turn receive the blessing. Our lives will be blessed. And so we've been using the gospel of Matthew because Matthew's gospel is known as the gospel of the king because Matthew uh, uh, lifts up and demonstrates Christ as the king of the Jews. And also Jesus himself talked much about the kingdom of God in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew records that. And today we're looking at Matthew chapter 13. We're looking at just two verses uh, uh, this morning. In verse uh, 31, Matthew chapter 13, verse 31, here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. Father, this morning as we prepare to, to talk about this, yes. I desperately need the help of the Holy Spirit. I confess and acknowledge I don't have the eloquence or, or, the, or the ability to communicate this clearly the way I ought to. I depend so much on the, on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and instruct my tongue so that I would say only what you want me to say the way you want me to say it, Father. And I pray as always. God, please give us an ear to hear. Help every single one of us, not just to understand what's written here mentally, but more importantly, spiritually, how it applies to our life today. And we thank you for it even now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Brother June, I don't know. I was praying. I don't know what to say. And you say amen. I don't know about that part. I was not looking for support on that moment, but that's okay. <laughs> It's accurate, it's accurate. So, in this chapter, uh, up, up until this moment, Jesus has been teaching a large crowd that had gathered. So he's teaching more than just his disciples, he's teaching the religious leaders that have gathered, the people that have gathered. And he had been talking previously about that the word of God was, was a seed planted and it, and it finds different soils and determining on the soil determines the growth of that seed. You have to talk about the, uh, another parable or illustration about how the, the seed is planted, uh, of the seed of God is planted, but also the enemy come and plants weeds uh, and how they grow together and how God will deal with that. He's been given these teachings one after another. And here, and just in these two verses, he gives us this teaching uh, using an illustration that he said that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And he said, though the mustard seed is the smallest of all the garden herbs that they used in that day, it grows into the largest of all 
the garden plants. In other words, we're going from the smallest to the largest. And so the question we have to look at and examine this morning, a few of them is, why did Jesus use such an illustration? What was he teaching about? Is there a kingdom principle in these two verses that we need to structure our lives around so that we can be blessed and so that our lives would honor and please God? Let me begin by talking a little bit this morning about all of our DNA. You know, DNA is the, the makeup of who you are. And woven in every one of us, in our DNA, is this belief that bigger or larger is better. Especially in our culture here in America. Now, follow me on this. You tell me if you don't believe this. Don't you believe that a bigger car is better? I do. The bigger, the better for me. I believe, and most of us believe, a bigger home is better. A larger home, yeah, that's better. Certainly, certainly, a larger shoe collection is better. Bigger or larger is better. After all, have you ever heard the expression go big or go home? Right? We've all heard that. Bigger is better. We, we want the larger, the better. We all tend to carry this belief into our spiritual life as well. We think that bigger or larger is better. Now, let me talk to, see what I'm talking about here. Isn't a larger or a bigger evangelistic event better? I mean, come on. Uh, if we, when we do outside and we fill the whole parking lot and we did, did something for the community in order to preach the gospel, isn't that better? I mean, isn't the bigger, the more larger the event, the more glamorous, the more spectacular, isn't that better to reach people with the gospel? After all, remember, we don't, it, it's not happened so much now, but remember the, the age of the Crusades? where uh, every time you turned around, Billy Graham or somebody else was holding a crusade. Why? Because there was this belief, man, bigger is better. And when we do something big, I, that's when I can invite my friends to come. That's when I can get my family to come. When we do something large, a large event, boy, that's better for people to get saved, Right? Isn't a bigger church better than a smaller church? Do we not think that way? Yeah, the larger the church, the better. Why? They have more stuff to offer. Yeah, bigger is better, for sure. And even in our own personal spiritual experience with God, I'll just talk about myself, because I know you guys are far more spiritual than me. But I would think, and this is often how I used to think, that bigger, larger is certainly better. 
I mean, I would give anything to, to experience what Moses experienced on the mountain. Wouldn't you like to meet God that way? After all, I mean, that big moment, that big event, that spectacular event would surely help you in your spiritual life, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you rather experience God in a, in a much more spectacular setting, thinking, if I could just experience that, boy, if we could have uh, uh, in the church like uh, the book of Acts and the power of the Holy Spirit and all of this coming and people uh, getting saved and people getting healed everywhere, isn't that better? Wouldn't it be better for me if I'm at home and I'm reading my Bible if all of a sudden God came and it's in a spectacular way and I got all goosebumps and isn't that wouldn't that be better for my spiritual life? The larger the better. That's how we tend to look at things in the spiritual journey. But Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all the seeds, seemingly insignificant, but it has incredible potential. You see, these mustard seeds, which by the way is the title of this message today, though seemingly insignificant, just like there are mustard seed moments in all of our lives. Spiritual moments that may seem insignificant, but they have potential to produce something great in all of our lives. So here's the kingdom principle for today that we want to wrap ourselves around, structure our life around, and that is mustard seeds have potential to produce something great. Mustard seeds have the potential to do something great. Let me give you some simple illustrations that I came to my heart. How many of you have heard of Mother Teresa? Let me see your hand. Not too many of you. So I knew the younger generation might not have heard of Well, Mother Teresa was a nun. And in 1948, she felt a tug in her heart that God wanted her to devote her life to ministering to the poorest of the poor in India. And she got permission to do that. So in 1948, she, along with just a few other nuns who, who, who wanted to support her, she began this ministry of just simply loving uh, people that were the poorest of the poor. She went to the poorest uh, sections in India and just loved them, ministered to them, prayed with them, did whatever little thing she could do. She planted a mustard seed helping the poorest of the poor in India. She's gone home to be with the Lord now. 
But the last statistics we have was from last year, 2000, 2020. As of 2020, that mustard seed that she planted in 1948 has grown to now there are over 5,000 nuns in 139 countries who are continuing the ministry of serving the poorest of the poor in the world. If you had Mother Teresa standing here, she would have um, surely told you, I never envisioned that that simple act of kindness that God put in my heart to do would grow into the ministry that it is today. See, the mustard seed was so small, it seemed so insignificant, but look what God has done with it since then, you see. We're talking about this, this kingdom principle that mustard seeds have potential to produce something great. Now you may think, okay, that's fine, Pastor, but I'm no Mother Teresa. Well, let me give you another little story. As most of you know, my wife and I, we are originally New Yorkers. Please don't hold that against us. I mean, because we come from the top echelon of this company, don't hold that against us. See, I knew I would get you on that one. Anyway, in the ministry we came from, we were able to purchase a building that we were going to bring in uh, the church in and renovate it. We had to totally gut this building and then establish a balcony and all the things that classrooms, etc. Well, to help with the demo, we didn't have a lot of money. So we came up with this brilliant idea. I didn't, but somebody came up with this brilliant idea. Let's break up the whole church, everybody in the church, into four teams. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. And every Saturday, one team would be assigned to go to the church and do some demolition, whatever we needed to do. We bought sledgehammers, crowbars, whatever. And we started just destroying this place, right? And the women that came, most of them were involved in giving refreshments to the men and, and, and uh, helping with sandwiches. And some of them did some of the labor. Uh, but there was this precious woman that came that was in about 70 years old at that time. And she was a little bit frail. And she came to me and said, I want to help. What can I do? And I'm thinking, oh my God. Maybe she can pour water and cups and give it to the guy. And there was a, a cylinder block wall in the lower level that we had to take down because we were going to use the cylinder blocks. And the men of the church took uh, crowbars and we were able to bring down this wall. But the bricks, the cylinder blocks had mortar on them. And so we had this brilliant idea. He said, can I take off the mortar? And I said, sure. We gave her a hammer that was only this big. Seriously, it's a small, tiny hammer. And she literally sat down on the cement floor. They brought her cylinder block and she chip, 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 chip. All day long, chip, 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 chip. When she finished, could you bring me another block? Chip, 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 chip. And she just kept working. That was her mustard seed. She was able to accomplish something and felt good about it. Today, those blocks were used to create 
the channel in which the, the chairlift is in. Her mustard seed is, has enabled the church to help those who are physically challenged come into the building and use the chairlift and bring it to the sanctuary. All she did was chip, chip, chip. But God used that mustard seed to do something great, you see. I have one more little story for you. There's a family I know that has two young children and they have a neighbor that's also in their 70s, he's retired. Every single week during the pandemic, he has brought a bag of fruit to this family. And the father kept asking him, why are you bringing these fruit? You don't have to do that. And he said, no, you have two young children. And I see what, you, you know, everybody's struggling right now. But God put this in my heart just to help you out. Just a bag of fruit once a week. Sounds like a mustard seed, doesn't it? Doesn't seem like much. But that mustard seed has encouraged that family to let them know God has not forgotten you. you see? see, what we're talking about this morning is that this kingdom principles that mustard seed have the potential to produce something great. A mustard seed, an act of kindness that lets a family know God hasn't forgotten you. We're with you on this. We're going to help in every way that we can. Sometimes we think that mustard seeds are insignificant or unimportant. In other words, again, because of this DNA stuff that's inside of us, that bigger is better, we tend to maybe think about that, well, that's no big deal. But listen to the heart of God this morning, where God says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You see, sometimes we look down, that's no big deal. So, so what, you're picking up some debris at the service in, in the church. What's the big deal about that? So what, you go into the ladies' bathroom and you're cleaning. What's, that, that's not spiritual. Don't despise small beginnings. Or to put it in the context of our message, don't despise mustard seeds. You see? Because God's heart is drawn towards mustard seeds. When we do things, God rejoices in when he sees a, an act that is the equivalent of mustard seeds. Why? Because mustard seeds have the potential to produce something great. It's been my experience as a pastor that often many lose out on the opportunities to receive a blessing from God because they're overseeing the, they're just going past the mustard seed opportunity because they're waiting for the big moment. In other words, I've had this happen before. Well, God told me that he's going to make me a pastor one day. Wonderful. Hey, we need somebody to go take out the trash. Well, well, you know, 
my ministry is teaching the word of God. That's great. We don't need a teacher today, but can you help out with the kids? Oh, I don't do kids. Yeah. It's not my ministry. Okay, how about parking lot? We need some men to help direct traffic in the parking lot. I teach the word. I'm waiting for when God opens that door. You see, and in waiting for the big moment, we miss out on all the mustard seed opportunities that God gives us. You see, we're waiting for the, uh, I'm waiting for, for that, for my family to get saved. Well, while you wait, how about showing a mustard seed in their life? Do something, it doesn't have to be big. You don't have to go there with the biggest Bible you own and, you know, thus saith the Lord. Man, just do some, a kind act. One kind act. That mustard seed has the potential to turn that life around. See? I've shared this before, but please bear with me as I share it again. When I strayed away from God because of my drug habit and I felt so guilty that I didn't belong, and, and the one thing that was overwhelmingly leading, led me back to God was that I would get brothers and sisters that loved me would call me and say, we just want you to know we love you and we're praying for you. Now, that's, does that sound complex to you? Does that sound like, oh, uh, that's awe-inspiring. What a revelation. None of that. But I can tell you, as God is my witness today, that over and over again, when I would struggle alone, I would hear their voices echoing in my heart. I love you and I'm praying for you. I love you and I'm praying for you. God used that mustard seed, the simple communication of God's love to draw me back to him. To come back to the church as dirty and messed up as I was because I knew that God loved me anyway, and that God would help me, you see. A mustard seed, a small act of kindness can lead someone to receive Christ as their savior. And here's the thing, you just don't know the potential of what that can do. Because today, that small act, can, think about the brother and the sisters that kept telling me that God loves me. Do you think over 40 years ago that they had any idea that the person that they were trying to encourage, God would not only free from drug addiction, but that God would one day bring them into the ministry and lead a church? Did you think that that entered their mind? Well, I got to press in with that brother because, you know, God's hand is on his life. Are you kidding me? I struggle just coming to church. You never know the destiny of what awaits somebody. We never know what God's going to do. The very person that you can plant a little mustard seed in might be someone that can then come back and lead their whole family to Christ. And then that family can lead other families to Christ. And next thing you know, you look back, that this little seed, the mustard seed that you planted has mushroomed. And now all, there are several families that God has touched because of one act of kindness you did back there. Everybody in this church and those that are watching, you know, you're not here because one person ministered to you. Most of us had several people ministering to us. 
dropping a little seed here, a little seed there. And we're here because, we're still here in addition to that because people speak into our life. Little acts of kindness, little acts of ministry. Some of it may be to your children. As a parent, when you, when you get home and your kids talk about what happened in, son, in, in class with the teacher and all that kind of stuff and how your children are so blessed, that's probably why you're here. You're not here probably because I'm, I'm so grateful to speak, but you're here because who's taking care of your children and teaching them has so inspired you, and that's why you tolerate me. And I'm okay with that. I really am. <laughs> it's a mustard seed. Here's another story that I shared many years ago here. When I was a young man in, a, in Brooklyn Tabernacle and I was uh, teaching, eight, nine-year-old class I was assigned. I had never taught children in my life. But the, the director of the Christian education felt that that was where God was placing me. I said yes, reluctantly, but I did. And there was a season where we were teaching the books of the Bible. And I'm trying to communicate the books of the Bible. And we had talked to the lead pastor at that time. And he agreed to it. And we told the kids, hey, the pastor's saying that whoever memorizes all 66 books of the Bible, they're going to get to say it on stage to all the adults. And so I could see the kids getting energized. Some had like deer in headlights, you know, like what? <laughs> but, uh, and there was this one young boy that he must have been ADD, I'm not sure. In those days, we didn't know what that was even, there was no such thing as ADD. But he just had a difficult time sitting in the class. He was underneath his chair. Uh, we sent him back up again, and then in a few minutes, he's walking around, and the teachers were going frustrated. And I said, let's just be patient with him. God brought him here. Let's just be patient with him. And we kept teaching, and we got through all the 66 books. Who do you think was the only child that memorized all 66 books? That one that nobody in the class thought was paying attention. And he got on the platform among you, those there, bop, 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 66 books. And then he went back to running around the church. <laughs> A mustard seed. See, people often, oh, I, I, I don't know if I could work with children. Did you, don't you get it? You have an opportunity to drop a mustard seed in a young life, and you never know what that mustard seed is going to produce. And that's why we're talking about this kingdom principle that mustard seeds have potential to produce something great. Pastor Jason, if you would come back, please, and help me out as I prepare to close. Oh, this was going to date me. I don't even, I didn't even want to look up the date, but there's a song that goes way back when that was sung by a man named Ray Bolt, a Christian song. I, trust me, you won't be blessed if I sing it. So I'm just going to recite some of the lyrics to you. 
This is about a man who, uh, he dreamed that he had gone to heaven. And as he's walking the streets of gold, a young man turned to him and said, you may not know me now, but then he said, but wait, you used to teach Sunday school when I was only eight. And every week, you would say a prayer before the class would start. And one morning, when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart. So thank you for giving to the Lord. Because I'm alive. That has been changed. Then, as he passed on, a missionary came to him. He said, remember the time that I came to your church, showed you pictures that made you cry? You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus took the gift you gave and that's why I'm here today. You see, when we talk about faith promises, that's giving separate from your tithes and offerings, just giving towards mission. You say, oh, but I don't have much to give. Well, that mustard seed that, that you gave, a missionary will take that and God will help him or her to minister the gospel. And you may think that five bucks doesn't go a long way, but it's not up to you and I to try to evaluate that. That's what God does, you see. And lastly, he said, one by one they came as far as the eye could see. Each one somehow touched by your generosity. Little things that you had done. Sacrifices you have made. Unnoticed on earth. Heaven now proclaims mustard seeds see the challenge before us today is will you and I every single day that God gives us breath ask for the ability to see and to seize mustard seed moments those opportunities to, to just drop a little something in somebody's life, an act of kindness, an act of generosity, to, to just minister to someone. Don't worry about the results. Those, those results are God's. Don't think light of it. Why do you think we encourage you to come out on Wednesday night? I know what the deal is. Most of you, if you're honest, say, I'm terrified of coming to a prayer meeting because I don't really pray well. Well, good news, neither do I. None of us does. But you see, if you come with your mustard seed of prayer, and I come with my mustard seed of prayer, and you come with your mustard seed of prayer, and you come with your mustard seed of prayer, my God, we got a lot of mustard seeds going on as we pray. And what that does is there's a tremendous potential for God to do something great with that seed. That's why we gather to pray. We're not here to try to impress anybody. 
We just want to gather together and say, God, we want to pray. We want to believe you for great things, God, for healings, for miracles, for salvation, for deliverance, for provision. I'm talking about mustard seed moments, whether it's prayer, whether it's serving in the church, with serving in your family, that the unsaved loved one, instead of trying to cram the gospel down their throat, just plant mustard seeds. Little acts of kindness that demonstrate the love of God. Doing that in your community, on your job. Just letting people see and experience the love of God, the kindness of God, the gentleness of God. And we will see God do something phenomenal. Why? Because Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. You may not think it's much, but watch what I do with it. <laughs>